and welcome to Sports and Songs, episode number five. Today is December 13th, 2019, and we're doing the Friday night broadcast to be dropped on Saturday morning with Sports and Songs. Welcome, Andy, to the show. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. We've got uh, updates here on sports to go through first, and then we've got the musical segment after that, and hopefully here as we end out the, uh, the final month of the year, We'll um, be able to give the listeners some information on the bowl games, the NFL playoffs coming up, the hot stove league from baseball, and other um, other things to note. Noteworthy events, let's call them. Where do you want to Where do you want to start, Andy? Well, we'll start with our start with our college football. We got the, the big bowl games all been assigned, if you will. Yes. Uh, bowl championship series along with the other bowl games for all divisions. For, uh, the regular division for FCS, Division Two and Division Three, going all the way down the line. Uh, they got their Final Four, if you will, for the for college football. The LSU and Oklahoma, the one in uh, the two and three seed seeds. Or I'm sorry, the one and four seeds, and then Ohio State and Clemson. Uh, and that should be that should be good. And those games are the twenty eighth of December, correct? Yes. And then it's single elimination once again. So they lose, they go home. The winner will advance to the January thirteenth title game. And yep. um, I was just looking on this. I was just looking on the schedule today, Andy. It's actually it's a one week from today the college bowl games begin with two of them yep. on the. 20th of December already, and then they, they roll into high gear the end of December. But there's, I think, 40 bowl games overall. Yeah, even after the championship game, January 13th, they still have a couple other bowl games they have to play too. So. And then how about in the, uh, the North Dakota State, the Bison, in that uh, FCS? Uh, how is that rolling along? How many teams are left in that group? They're the ones who, there's, eight, game, there's uh, uh, two, four, eight games left. Um, there's actually games going on right now tonight on Friday night. Uh, have already started. Uh, ESPN two's got some of the games on. Uh, ESPN two, ESPN three, and ESPN U will be showing a lot of their games. This series, but of course, the one seed their favorites. They play uh, tomorrow at 11 a.m. The other three games that uh, tournament are all tonight. We got uh, Montana State against Austin P. Which they're off the team that has basketball lot, but they are. Uh, this division here for football. James Madison, which is the two seed against uh, University of Northern Iowa. James Madison is a very good team. They're, they're going to probably give the Bison if they get in trouble. If, if anyone's going to beat the Bison, it's going to be James Madison. And then uh, Montana against Weber State, six and three seed, played tonight in uh, the bracket. And, uh, looking like it'll probably be Bison and James Madison playing on the 11th for the final. Uh, I know from watching the games in the past, this year the finals for that is going to be on ABC. So, oh, really? Okay. But with all the college games, you know, they kind of jam in, so right after the game's done, post-game stuff, you have to like look to the, the app or ESPNU or something to watch all the post-game celebrations. But uh, that game will be on ABC on the 11th at 11 a.m. The semifinals are the 21st. And like I said, this weekend right now and today it's all on the quarterfinals. Interesting. Now we've got the Gophers' upcoming game in the Outback Bowl in Tampa on January 1st. Are you getting excited for that one, Andy? 
uh, you know, you know uh, be a good game to see. Um, Luther played. Is it the guy they got? Auburn? Yes. Yeah, that should be a good game. And uh, you know, all the games are the first always fun to watch. Do you know, uh, Andy, do you know anyone heading down to that game um, uh, to watch it in uh, person? No. I've seen a lot of things on sites, you know, uh, ticket packages and travel agents and that, but uh, I don't know anyone going per se. Yeah, I just I, d- I did see that uh, Stillwater-based Creative Charters has already sold out two airplane uh, loads uh, down for the Outback Bowl in Tampa, and they might be adding another uh, a third pl- uh, plane on demand to head down there, and that wow. uh, that that should be fun. I've never done that. I don't know of anyone, in fact, going to this year's game, but that is uh, that is th- that sounds pretty fun. Um, now. With the game like this, Andy, with the do you know of any seniors for the Gophers that might be possibly sitting out or to protect their health or their professional prospects? Uh, I know last year Blake Cashman skipped out on the Minnesota Quick Lane Bowl game last year, but uh, have you heard? I haven't seen anybody potentially sitting out I this game. I haven't seen that either yet, no. But I do think we have some guys that could make a, that probably go pro, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, Winfield, for sure. And maybe with those second-tier games, it was it's more you know e- easy to do that. Here on a January 1st bowl game, a national, right. uh, national TV, probably not going to be a good idea. So I'm guessing they're all going to play. But uh, if there's any listeners out there that would have any scoop, you know, let us know. Feel free to leave a comment or on the Facebook page as well. But uh, as far as I know, there's no one going to be skipping out. Now the Gophers. Do you want to go into uh, get into go- go- Gopher basketball next? I, I don't have much Gopher basketball stuff. I've been watching a little bit of their games. Um, you know, they, I saw they didn't do very well against Iowa to start this time of season. Um, I don't think they seem to do very well this year for Gopher basketball. They uh, a good team last year, lost a lot of seniors. Um, not that you really rebuild in college basketball, but they're rebuilding. Um, a young team. Hopefully, end of the year they can turn it around and show some promise for next year. Yeah, I know the typically the Big Ten season begins in January, but now I think they've got those two games inserted into December, and I don't know if that's to draw interest or draw. Uh, you know, uh, you've got Ohio State coming in here, and we already played Iowa, so we've got the you know have two games done here before Christmas uh, from actually Big Ten schedule games, and then uh, yeah. it starts in earnest at the beginning of the year. Games and now too, instead of playing, you know, 
Middle Tennessee State, or nothing against Middle Tennessee State, but you know. Yeah, they had uh, the ACC Challenge is good. They they beat Clemson, and uh, th- that's always a good preseason tournament against some top teams. Yeah. yeah. I mean, All right. Overall, the are four and five overall, only one in the Big Ten so far. But you know, it's cliche, but it's a long season, um, and that's the fun thing about college basketball. You you really never know. You could make your pick for the top ten teams in the conference, and you get six of them right. Okay. Now, how about uh, how about any baseball? Well, let's go to football. Let's go to pro. Let's go to NFL pro football. The Vikings um, have the Chargers this weekend on Sunday. Yeah, a little concerned. Um, the whole, like I said last week, the whole Zimmer's been there. They've never won a game, you know, west of the Rockies. They've never won a road game in Denver or west of there. So hopefully they can break that now. Um, and not only do you have the Bears either down your throat waiting for you to slip up, but, you know, uh, the Rams are right there. Um, I was hearing something on the game. If for some reason we tie the Rams, I think they got some tiebreakers against us. So okay. we have to – we can't say, oh, we tied the Rams. Where? No, we, they got to be ahead of the Rams. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting playing out west there. Uh, I did I did see, you know, you, you know Carl Eller, right? His son, uh, his yep. son Regis Eller – is the assistant director of pro scouting for the Chargers. And um, okay. I, I didn't know that. I just ran across that here this week. And um, that's where the Vikings play out there in in L.A. against the Chargers. And Regis Eller uh, is the assistant director of pro scouting for the for the Chargers. That's the son of legendary Vikings defensive end Carl Eller. So there's a little tri- trivia tidbit of the day. And it is in L.A., so it is going to be the late game on uh, CBS. Yes, and yes. The Chargers, they play at the, uh, the soccer field out there. And I've heard a lot of people complain about the, the field conditions. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, they've been, they, they're have been they playing just that one season out there uh, on that uh, professional soccer pitch. And yes. um, and then they'll move into the new new facility next year. And then they got the Rams out there who are playing in the L.A. Coliseum. Um, and that's also just they'll wrap up that this year and move into the new facility. But... Yeah, the Viking game will be interesting to see because they're on that. Uh, it kind of looks like Allianz Field here in St. Paul, much much larger, maybe two or even three times, uh, maybe two times bigger, I guess. But it's got that open open air, but the fans are covered underneath that uh, underneath the facility there, uh, uh, the covering. So that game will be good. I'm looking forward to watching watching that game. Anything else for? Oh, you know what? Before we jump on, I've got a couple notes for NFL football, Andy. I think you'll like. Uh, did you know that Clinton Portis was in the news today, the former running back of the Broncos? I was reading that, yeah. They uh, had some uh, extra side business going there. There was uh, him and I think nine other former NFL players, were, uh, including Joe Horn, were included in a in a health care fraud indictment or, or something going on there with um, embezzling money or some kind of shenanigans. Uh, but, but, boy, Clinton Portis, when he was in his heyday, was – if you played any fantasy football during those years, he was a running back to certainly have. Joe Horn was a good pickup too. Yeah, he was a he former was a uh, Saints receiver, right? Yes, yes. And I heard some of the things you guys had. One guy was needed a an ultrasound machine, and they wrote it off, and the insurance company was paying him back for stuff like that. You know, <laughs> some guy needed a, 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 hyper, a chamber to sleep in at night, and they're paying him. Like, you know, guys. 
look at the NFL schedule this week. We got the Bears and the Packers playing the first game, so that could be very interesting right there. Yeah, that that'll be no Sunday games will be good. And the other thing that I did see on on the interesting part of the news is the New York Giants receiver was that Janoris Jenkins was cut. I think just today he made some uh, inflammatory tweets over the during the week. And uh, when asked to apologize or retract or take them back, he says, no, I stand I stand by them, and the team, you know, cut him. He was signed to a huge contract, was he not? Yeah, he was. I'm not supposed to be the answer to help him right away, but supposed to be one of the pieces that are put together, and uh, he thought he was a little better than he was. I don't know if he was. They said, uh, yeah, they cut him, and um, they asked for his response. He said, it's the best news I've heard uh, in a long time, the fact that he was cut. So, that was interesting also with more, once again, more shenanigans in the NFL. Uh, it always makes things interesting. Yep, yep. Now, anything else for, for NFL football, Andy? Uh, not really. I'm just kind of looking at the schedule here. You know, the, uh, the Rams and Cowboys playing the afternoon game. Um, the record, that could be a very important game. The Rams win that with their watch club. Like I said, uh, they're following us for playoff first. Um. Besides that, everybody else is all kind of set, you know. So like I said, we have a great record and you can still be a five or six seed in our conference of playoffs. It's going to be really fun to watch. And now how about moving on to the hot stove league, Major League Baseball. Some transactions coming down uh, recently. The Yankees, uh, Mr. Garrett Cole, and some others. Yep. Uh, what are some of those updates? Well, I saw Garrett Cole signed and uh, Strasburg signed. Uh, he re-signed again with uh, Washington. Uh, they're, sort of, you know, they're all in these huge, huge contracts, just billions and billions of dollars. And the odd thing is, these three big guys that all signed all have to stop Boris as an agent. So, one's very happy man. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's out of control. The Twins weren't active in any of those uh, transactions yet. It nope, looks yeah. like they will be in the next, maybe the next tier. The Twins were looking at... Uh, I have a bomb guy that I want to do with having the Dodgers. I don't think we can match the Dodgers' paycheck, so it looks like he might be going there. Um, Twins starting pitcher uh, Martin Perez is looking like he might be signing with the Red Sox, or he did sign with the Red Sox, one year, six million dollars. And uh, we did re-sign Michael Padilla from Sig, a two-year contract. And also was a. Uh, it looks like the Twins and Marlins have been on trade talks. The Twins outfielder Eddie Rosario. The Twins are asking for an awful lot of stuff there, so that might not go through, but uh, that name is coming up. Yeah, that makes sense. His, his stocks uh, might be potentially the highest it'll ever be, so if, if we were to do something with moving him, uh, now might be the chance to get something big in return. And we've got some outfielders coming up that uh, we could be set. We've got some extra extra players there. I personally like Rosario, myself, would like to. What you could in return for a guy like that, uh, it may make sense. Well, a trade last year the Twins turned out the trading deadline with the New York Mets was Syndergaard for Bob Buxton. The Twins said no. And Buxton got hurt and missed the rest of the year. So. Wow. The Twins are unconditional gun shy now. They're going to might take some of those chances, I think. Yeah. And, and the other, the other yeah. side. The other, the other side of the thinking there is we won the division and uh, we already are very young and we've got a lot of our guys 
coming back? Uh, do we need to make many changes? And pitching, of course, we do, but the rest of the group, uh, it, it may be better not to tinker with anything. What's your thoughts on that? Well, we lost C.J. Crone. Um, the bigger move, the big man, to come over to first base. I guess that's all right. The H.A., you want that veteran in the lineup? You know, we got the D.H. in there. Who's in the D.H.? We got that. I'll let you on the pitching side, though. Guys with some experience to help out some leadership. Now, I did see that uh, Twins manager Rocco Baldelli got engaged this last fall at Yosemite National Park. So he, I, I didn't, I guess I never really knew that, but I, he was single um, all this time. And, and Rocco is such a low-key guy, you'd never even know what his uh, status was, but uh, he did get engaged. And so uh, Ali Genoa is his uh, fiance now. Oh, he's got that big bonus contract there right now, so I guess he's just, it's a, it's also for her. It's a, his his stock is the highest it'll be now for Rocco. <laughs> um, some more hostile stuff. Uh, Anthony Rendon of the Washington Championship team. There, he went to California for the Angels. The Angels are trying to stock him, get ready to go. Um, also, uh, you remember Adam Jones for the Baltimore Orioles? Um, Adam, not it's not Pac-Man Jones, right? No, different Adam Jones. Yes, yes, I do know. He is now going to the Buffalo in the Japan League, the Oxy Buffalo. Adam Jones. Really? Okay. Yep, so I don't know if it's for a fresh start or if the Orioles will cut them. He just thought, you know what, I got to regenerate my career or whatever reason he's going to Japan now. So. Now, what's the updates with the Australian Baseball League? Any Any news to report? Sports, uh, that's all that I had for today, Andy. Uh, one of the free agents, or uh, Royals of the Yankees, did sign with the Phillies for a one year deal for about 14 or 15 million. Oh, really? DD Gregorius, yes, okay, yeah. okay, good. The Phillies, the Phillies are loading up. I figured they spent all that money at Harper. They thought, oh, I guess we need more than just him. So they're, they're loading up. That National Yeast is the type of watch. The Braves are still young and hot. Uh, the Mexican get a couple pieces of the hot. The Phillies are good. Of course, you got the Washington Senators, the champions are in there, so that should be a good decision. Oh, that will be uh, that will be good. All right, I think that wraps up the sports. Unless you have anything else, so we can move on. Let's move on, sir. Perfect. <laughs> Let's move on to the music, the musical segment of the show. Uh, what have you got today, Andy, on uh, anything for this day in music or rock and roll that you can think of? 
birthday is uh, kind of go back a year ago, a couple weeks ago. Actually, today on Friday, the 13th, uh, 71 years old, Ted Nugent. Oh, really? Yeah. Ted Nugent. Yeah. Uncle Ted. Uncle Ted. Um, uh, not music-wise, but someone I've always appreciated as an actor, a little sidebar on this one. Nick Van Dyke is 94 today. Okay, okay. And uh, on the 15th, Alan Freed, the DJ back in the 50s, he's the guy who coined the phrase rock and roll. He did, okay. That's his thing there. And one other musical bit I got here is kind of a other, if you will. Um, I listen to a different podcast. I had an Eddie Trunk podcast the other day at work, and I listen to Eddie every now and then. The podcast, he's a, he's a hard rock, heavy metal, he's been doing it forever. He does a good rock and roll uh, podcast with him, and just that one. So you had an interview with uh, Frankie Benali. Frankie Benali uh, is the drummer for Quiet Riot. Okay, okay. Uh, back, in, back in February, he went to the doctor, and he was told he had pancreatic cancer stage four. Wow. At the time of February, they said he had six months to live, and here we're end of November, he was still doing the interview. He is still touring with the band, going to Japan for concerts and coming back and forth. Um, he wears like a, looks like a fanny pack where he's kind of constantly getting chemo all the time. Uh, you know how some diabetics have a little pack on there that they always are getting their stuff in? This is the same sort of thing. Uh, one issue he had coming up, they said, is when he first was told that, he had cancer, he didn't want it to go out right away. He didn't want to have it spread that way. Okay. And there are tours, so they had this healthy, hey, Frankie might not make some of the bit, some of the events. And only like two of the few, they had 20 concerts, but like two guys got upset going, well, too bad. They couldn't tell him why. They didn't want to, he, Frankie wanted to wait and make the announcement himself. You know, not on second hand through somebody else. Um, and then, of course, what they found out later on, they felt kind of cool for saying bad things about it. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of these older bands that get together. You want to go see the one main name from the band and now he don't show up you're going to be upset you know you want to go see Motley Crue all the time and he's not drumming you're going to be a little upset so uh, he has they put out there that hey he's going to try to make as many shows as he can he's still going but uh yeah so just uh, take around a cancer and it's one of those things that you don't know you, you don't have symptoms of it you got to go through that physical every so many years and get it checked for so uh just, a lot of these older guys are all Still touring, still going around. He's going to Japan now. Um, there's, uh, there's that going on. Also in tour news. Uh, nothing coming here to the Minnesota area, but uh, there's a stadium tour. He's been with there's about a dozen shows, two dozen shows. That's up there. Mind Crew, Poison, and Joan Jet. So that'd be a nice four-person bill to see if you can catch that show somewhere. That'd be a good one to go to. Oh, yes. But how about yourself? What have you been listening to this week? What, what's your artist of the week? Well, the, uh, what I've been listening to this week is the 1984 recording by Whitesnake, uh, the album called Slide It In. And uh, that's been uh, one of my favorites going way back with David Coverdale. Uh, are you a fan of Coverdale? Yes. So I didn't know, you know, prepping for this episode here, I didn't know that he was inducted into the Music Hall of Fame as the vocalist for Deep Purple. And then um, he, he jumped off and, and formed uh, Whitesnake, and, and they were very big in, in the U.K. And then yeah, they recorded this album in 1983 called Slide It In, released it April, 4th, April 16th of 1984 in North America. And um, 
It is now double double platinum, but uh, in old white snake style, they've got lots of their uh, sexual innuendos and undertones of, uh, of things, and um, it's, it's also one of the reasons I do like the band. Uh, Coverdale is one of the best, I think, uh, kind of a precursor to David Lee Roth um, as far as uh, stage presence. Uh, they released. Uh, they released. They released. Yeah, go ahead. Say that again. They've had some good guitar styles. They've been Campbell played for White Snake for a couple years. Yeah, I think Steve Vai was there for a couple years. So they've had some nice guitars on those albums after that. I also think um, Rudy Sargo from Cyrus was a bass player for them for a couple years also. Yeah, they're uh, they're one of these bands that have six members of the band, you know, with two guitarists, a, a rhythm, and a lead guitarist, and they also have a, a keyboards player, um, and then a bass player, lead singer, and a drummer. Six guys in the band, but uh, I've always liked their stuff, especially you know their uh, their self titled album uh, White Snake that came out in '87 really went mainstream in the U.S. Um, and that was very more more commercialized, uh, I would guess, but. Uh, this 1984 track had uh, had the song The Gambler on it. It's got Slided In, Standing in the Shadow, Love Ain't No Stranger, Slow and Easy, um, and Spit It Out, and Guilty of Love. So uh, they've got some good good songs out there. And what I what I noticed, Andy, is you know that, that came out in 84. So I looked back in 2009, just 10 years ago, they released a digitally remade DVD with some uh, musical videos, they called them back that time, uh, musical promos, uh, song promos. But, be, you know, because MTV wasn't around, it was just coming into the play, there was no such thing as a music video. So they released some of their songs, as rock groups did back then, as kind of promotional materials for, for the album. And um, I bought this, uh, this remastered uh, 25th anniversary edition with the DVD and the re-digitally remastered songs. And, and sure enough, they're called... Uh, promotional those uh, videos are promotional videos not music videos but uh very very good stuff the song slow and easy was recorded at 4 a.m after a heavy night of partying i, I read in the liner notes uh, that's one of my favorite songs uh they were jamming after a heavy night of partying and recorded that in germany at 4 a.m and um it's still around to this day good stuff good stuff with uh, david covered Good stuff with David Coverdale and company, and so that's what I've been listening to. What's that? Yes, I did see that. Uh, you know, he was, and they have a lot of, uh, you know, kind of a Zeppelin connection, too. Uh, you know, David Coverdale always seemed to me like another Robert Plant, and then uh, he joined up later with Jimmy Page, and their producer at the time, I think, for that uh, for this album was was Eddie Kramer, who did a lot of work with uh, Zeppelin, also. And so that's a lot of connections there. Those guys go way back, and they're and they came from the UK. And in fact, those guys are still t uh, touring. Uh, and they've got their 2020 dates already set up on their website uh, for for White Snake tours. And these guys are almost in their 70s, uh, upper 60s, and. Uh, they're touring in the UK. They're very big over there, and and as a lot of rock bands are. Uh, but I don't see any tour dates uh, here in the U.S. No, they stick out in Europe a lot. Gotcha. All right. Anything else uh, on the musical scene uh, from you, Andy? Well, I'm not really into the music. I'm more into the 
section feel free to leave a uh, voicemail uh, on our anchor.fm uh, website and we can get to your questions and, and uh, comments on, on future broadcasts.